There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. New Toyota showrooms now open in Glasgow and Hamilton. Let's go! And we start with the latest team news. Mark Guidi is here. He's always got the very latest. And Stephen McGinn, the Falkirk captain. We're just looking forward to the next two hours. You can speak to Stephen, Cup semi-final captain in waiting. What's that, Stephen? Only, what, nine days to go to Inverness against your own Falkirk in a cup semi-final. If you want to speak to Stephen, you can call him on 0808 17 17 700. Mark Guidi, on the same number as well. You can call Mark, who's had a busy week, is for everyone. The countdown's on to the Saturday, Inverness against Falkirk. And of course, on the Sunday, it's Celtic Rangers. Rangers Celtic. I'm not sure who the home team is on that one, Mark, but the, the countdown's on. But there is a huge game this weekend in the Premiership in the sense of Aberdeen against Rangers. Not least the fact that uh, an extra suspension there on Graham Shinney. The the Dons fans are not happy. Mm. Yeah, I, I, Paul, on the Graham Shinney thing, um, I probably thought it, it wasn't a red. Um, however, if, if somebody said to me, I think, you know, it's, it's absolutely red. I could see the point of view and somebody absolutely not. I'm not wanting to sit in the fence, but I think that real one is down to opinion and I could see both sides. However, what I think is wrong is to get an extra uh, game ban. That, that, that wasn't a, uh, a wasted uh, appeal. That was a genuine appeal. And I think they had every right uh, to appeal that. And for the SFA to come to that decision, I think they've called that one badly wrong. And Aberdeen are quite right to be upset by it. The PFA have come out quite strong. We had it in the show last night, Stephen. Now, you're still playing. You have to be careful, I know. But is there a danger? Some people are suggesting players will now be reluctant to tackle because they could get the red card. Yeah, when I, when I was watching the game, when I mean, it showed the, the clip back, I thought right away that's a VAR red. Not, not that necessarily I thought it was a red, but I think in the modern day, when once they, they show it in a slow, um, slow motion, it, yep. it's a red all day with VAR. So, yeah, I mean, going to ground, especially especially if the, the other player isn't fully committed. I mean, I know the Ross County player goes into the tackle, but yeah. Graham Shinnig goes in really aggressive to win the ball and it, and it looks so much worse than, than it is in, in real time. So, in, in the four-game ban, it's, it, it just seems really excessive. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. We're taking your calls in a moment or two. Stephen, excitement for the game? I know you've still got another league game. Disappointment the other night with that result. Was that Tuesday night? Um, but how are you feeling about the Cup semi-final? Are you not allowed to think about it? Well, I can't wait for it to come for all the wrong reasons. Because um, our forms fell off a cliff since the quarter-final. It's just been a real tough two or three weeks. Um, dropping points right, left and centre, which from the highs of the, the night against the air to, to how we're feeling now, so... Um, it's been a tough couple of weeks so desperate to get back to winning ways uh, on Saturday before the big one Mark what do you feel you've seen that before haven't you clubs getting to a cup semi-final yeah. you know, at the start of the season you wouldn't think it was going to be Inverness and Falkirk ah. um, hard to handle it, it, it can be um, Paul you know, you're, you're, we're now at that stage of the season you know, especially uh, in the lower leagues just now we're going to have a big day on Saturday as well you know, top six bottom six will be decided um, there's so much to play for you know, it's your last chance maybe to try and get into the playoffs or to avoid the drop or whatever it may be, get into Europe. 
So, you know, you've got to start well and you've got to have a strong mentality. You've got to have belief because um, at this stage of the season, there's no second chances. That will certainly be the case, um, you know, come a week on Saturday in Stephen's semi-final against Inverness. So, yeah, th- these things happen now. Um, and that's why, well, you know, these big weekends, the business end of the season, um, success and failure, it comes down to, to one or the other. These are the games now where there's, there's no in-between. 0808 17 17 700 we're going on to a line in a second or two someone there I'll, I'll go to I'll get to them if I can lengthen the arm here Stephen you can help me to get to that one um, and then we are also open on the socials at Go Football Show some of the headlines today there's not a major headline I see Michael Beale has been in Rome but it was last weekend it's not during the week we wondered if he was there to watch uh, Feyenoord in town uh, up against uh, Roma tonight Man United are there and mentioning Man United in the Europa League this time last year they played against Ammonia Nicosia then with uh, Neil Lennon Neil Lennon, Neil Lennon's yeah. gone but I see he's mentioned as a potential manager at Hapwell Tel Aviv in Israel and of course there's a connection there Nick Hammond the former Celtic head of operations is there could you see Neil Lennon going to Hapwell Tel Aviv I certainly think he'd be interested um, I was uh, with Neil last uh, Friday and yeah I mean no doubt desperate to get back into the game and, and if you've got an offer I mean OSL Paul was really football Good Tel Aviv is a fantastic city. I mean, a brilliant um, city, as, as, as we both know. And you've got a chance of Champions League football there. You've got a chance of getting um, silverware. So if there's an offer there for Neil, he's shown now he's quite up for going abroad. You know, he's been he's had that spell um, in Cyprus. It was very successful at the start. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I remember when we were last there. We'll talk about that shortly in the program. Let's go on the line. Someone is on. Good evening. You're through. Hello. Hi. Hiya. Hi, who's calling? Hi, it's uh, sorry, I didn't even know I was on there. It's, right. it's uh, Kenny from uh, Pollock. Kenny, how are you? You're live on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Oh, Paul yeah. Cooney here with uh, Stephen McGinn and Mark Goody. What's on your mind tonight? Good evening, first of all, guys. Good evening. Uh, good Hi, Kenny. Hi, Kenny. It's just uh, I was listening to uh, like a lot of like online stuff uh-huh. uh, this week. Yeah. And I'm a Rangers fan and very big on Rangers. And, but it's actually my son I get my information from the, the same as like, yeah. certain people of my age. Well, they're yeah. ahead of us, aren't they, usually? Yeah, they're on everything. You know, so what, what's <laughs> yeah, he saying? What's the big news? T- no, not at all. So what- It's no big news at all. It's just it's, it's news that I know myself. But okay. you kid your son on, don't you? You're managing things. <laughs> yeah. You've all got sons. Yeah. But uh, seemingly we need four or five players. And see to me, this four or five players, I don't know where whereabouts in the park or who. Okay. Is, it, is it dependent on who we get rid of or is it dependent yeah. on uh, what money we've got and what money have we got? It's like, see Rangers right now, you don't know your left or right. And, it, and as a fan, it's very, it's frustrating at the same. Even if, even if they come out and tell us, look, this is the situation mm-hmm. and the situation isn't what you want to hear. But if they tell us, then you can go forward with that and you can plan, you can go, well, we've only got this amount, we need to sell this. Yeah. I actually don't know if I'm up or down the Rangers or not. All right, I, let's see if we can cast some light on it. Mark, you've been over the course. I was about to say to you, and Michael Beale has said, maybe five players, four or five players will need mm. to come in. So to answer Kenny's questions, it's a mixture, isn't it? Uh, Where's it going to come from? People leaving the club yeah. plus new players. It'll need to be. I mean, you know, Michael Beale saying four or five, I imagine it'd be five. But then, Paul, the question from that is, 
what is that number based on? Now, is that number based on Michael knows exactly who will be leaving and who's going to sign you? Because I think there's, what, eight or nine out of contract? So if the nine go, he's only replaced them with, with, with five of the carrying a, a squad that's a bit um, heavy in numbers. I'm, uh, Mark, I'm, is that you? Yeah, I that's don't me, know how many, how many, How many first... You're saying nine or so, Mark. Uh-huh. But how many first team, as in regulars, is in amongst that? So out out of contract, I mean, yeah. off the top of my head, Kenny, there's Alan McGregor, there's Steve Davis, there's Ryan Jack, there's Ryan Kent, there's Jermaine um, Defoe, yep. there's Scott Arfield... Yep. Um, you know, so that, that's a few off the the top of my head. Um, there's obviously a, a nucleus there. That, that there's five or six there that you'd imagine will be part of the first team starting eleven next season. But look, the bottom line is, Kenny, as everybody knows, Rangers need to improve their starting eleven. The the evidence is there. The starting eleven and the squad um, at the moment isn't good enough to go and beat Celtic. So we need to find a way of bringing in better players. They've started the process with Raskin and Cantwell, who both look the part. Um, but there needs to be more um, they need to find a number 9 they might need to find a goalkeeper depending on what Alan McGregor wants to do and, and you know a few uh, other positions so I think there's going to be a lot of work done um, Kenny um, during the summer at Rangers that's for sure see listen I'm not an expert if I was an expert I'd be working at Rangers now and fixing all the problems mm-hmm. but I'm not an expert that's why I'm asking like guys like yourselves and things but Are, actually there's obviously got to be a lot of selling going on as well. And if, and if, if Rangers don't want them, then what are we asking money-wise? And, and who, well, who can they sell? Yeah, Stephen? But they can sell Borna Barisic. I think that yeah. needs to be assessed in the summer because they don't want to lose him in a free transfer. They could sell Glenn Kamara, another yeah. full international. They could sell a year to go. I understand your frustration, Kenny. I, I bet it is quite hard when you don't know what's happening with Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent, all these guys that are out of contract, the goalkeeping situation. I understand the frustration. And Michael Beale have made a decision. I know, I know, but hold on, Kenny. Right, Kenny, he's trying to tell you. Michael Beale have made his mind up with 99% of the players in that current squad. He knows them inside out, but he needs all of them to win a Scottish Cup. He might need someone like a Scott Arfield off the bench to score the goal against Celtic that takes him to the Scottish Cup final. He doesn't want to be telling him he's got no future at Rangers. He wants to keep all the boys really invested in trying to win this Scottish Cup. Kenny? But. But, but in the background it's like they, they must be looking and saying when, if this boy's left right and they're saying a, a new director this I don't even know what that means nowadays what, does, what do they do I know that they look after this and that yeah. right but so see in the meantime is, is Bill saying this that or is it already in process and like transfers for the summer well he's already said before Ross Wilson left that he thought they were in a good place they've identified quite a few yeah. players Mark and yeah. that he thought there was going to be enough money no he's never said how much that is No, and he couldn't really in advance that, no you, you, you would yeah. never exactly. give that away yeah. another thing as well you know what what is you know his kitty could be enhanced. If, for example, you get money for Kamara, you get money yeah. for a, a John Lundstrom. You know that's what I mean. A, a big earn to get a year to go. That's got to be addressed one way or another. Um, so you know potentially the club might have said to to Michael Beale at the moment there's a, a net spend of you know, you, you know you can get five or six or that could nudge Ten. up towards it. Who knows, Paul? You know who knows? And then with the, with the wages, you know if you're losing two or three guys that are on. 25, 30 grand a week then you know that, that gives you scope to bring in you know a bit so look, it's, there's plenty going all I can say about Michael Beale he's not giving away names Rangers have certainly been linked with plenty but the way he's spoken about the potential transfer activity in terms of incomings he, he sounds to me relaxed and confident about it as if 
that they're well down the road um, with a few there might actually be a couple already signed that's not been that's not been announced there'll be a bit of work well still to be done but he sounds confident and relaxed now the flip side of that could be that he's doing that to put pressure on the board yeah. to make sure that they absolutely deliver don't let me down I've given you realistic targets within, within the budget go and get them for me so you know, it could be a, a bit of poker playing with the hierarchy yeah. as well which goes on at every club that's perfectly yeah. understandable Kenny Mark, I was going to ask Mark if that's what on you Mark, go. Yeah. I speak to you just for yes, a Kenny. Yeah. Kenny, you're on, ask the question, come on Yeah. Uh, what I was wanting to ask you Mark is uh, who do you think that he's, th- he's talking about saying if we need to get rid of you mentioned one guy, right, Kamara I, th- I think, I thought that he was uh, like a Bill player and, but I don't know anymore I think if, if they're doing the Celtic thing, right, with Postacoglo says, says look you need to get rid of your favourite players if we're going to get money for him then or if we can bring somebody else in for that money he must have his own ideas Mark I don't know if I knew that I wouldn't be asking ok but I mean I think you mentioned Glenn Kamara it was Stephen that mentioned his, his contractual yeah. uh, so I think that Michael Bills I think we've, we've kind of, I want to move on from like Glenn Kamara so I yeah. think like with him having a year to go Maybe since you walk Glenn. He's been but, great for yeah, Rangers. Been great. But that was then, wasn't it? Yeah, a couple it? of quid for yeah. you. Good on you go. I've got Raskin around, I'm trying to remind different things. What so about I, John Lundstrom? Can I ask you? Mark? I think Lunds, I I think uh, Lundstrom will be away in the summer. He was asked this the other day. Here he is. Here's uh, John Lundstrom. No, of course. I'd I'd love to stay at the club as long as the club want me, but no, no, not at all at the minute. I love the club. I want I'm to ask away from that. all of you. Um, so yeah. What would you do? Stay, I'd love to. Sorry. What would you do with Malik Tillman? What do you think? Would you pay Sign the up. five million? Yeah. Paul, it's a lot of money. Yep. So again, it depends on the manager what the priorities are, how much he's got. But all things being equal, the way I would answer that is: Do I think Malik Tillman is value for money at five? Yes, I do. I would do it all day long. That said, it's a hell of a lot of money. It depends what the, the full budget is. And but if you could sell uh, a Lundstrom and a Kamara to offset bringing in Tillman, I would sure. do it all day long. Stephen McGinn, would you? Would you sign? Um. I change my mind weekly right. on Malik Tillman. Um, sometimes I'll think what a top talent he looks. Other times I think that five million is he going to be a guaranteed starter next year in the midfield with with Cantwell and Raskin already there. I think Rangers might sign another midfielder. Uh, so I'm not sure. I think Mark Grape makes a good point. If they can get money elsewhere, I think he showed that he's got lots of potential and it could be a value for money. But just at the price, if they don't do any selling, I'm not sure. You're not sure. What would you do, Kenny, about Malik Tillman? Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Kenny, we were asking you a question, but he's just gone. What would you do? Well, we'll never know. But he's a good player, Paul. Huge change. See the Thierman's word overhaul. A good See the other week, what was the word that the manager used maybe about a month ago about change? It wasn't overhaul, though, was no, it? It, at that was, point? it wasn't a, a, a rebuild. It was, he didn't like the word yeah. rebuild. He no. said it's a. Oh, you're right. What did right, he say? Was he, 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 he that's something the button said, no, I don't yeah. want to call it a rebuild. Mm. I want to call it a revamp. No, I mean, I'm not something like that. Same anyway, thing, but, but yeah, yeah, but, sure. Yeah. Um, but so you can I, you can hear Kenny's, you know, confused. You can understand, but the managers they're not going to tell you in advance who's going. Exactly, as Stephen said, still get some big games. Not least this weekend. Yeah. Uh, they don't want the gap to widen with Celtic. They want to keep a winning run going. Mm. Apart from they haven't beaten Celtic, we know that, mm. and they've got a cup final in what five weeks time so it's a great point you're not going to tell people yeah. it's all over unless you know you're not in the squad at all between now and the end of it's, the season enjoy the, your summer the difference to Rangers end of the season would be, will be dramatic yeah. if they beat Celtic all focus on the cup final the cup final team will have in his head they'll be looking to play that cup final team as much in um, the, the remaining five games 
But if, if Celtic are to beat Rangers, all of a sudden the futures could be announced publicly, what's happening, who's staying, who's going. You could see guys like um, Devine and Alex Lowry play games in the split because they're the future, not the ones that are leaving. So I think it's all dependent on next week's result. Yeah, it's interesting what he said. He said um, on Talk Sport, this group have given me what they can and we're probably four or five players away from being where I want us to be. That's nothing against the players that are playing at the moment. It'll just make us stronger. He was in Rome, was at the Trevi Fountain, maybe getting his wish for what five players, fifty million? Do you want Mark? Or <laughs> who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows what no. he's going to what you're going to do? I don't know if he took in a game over there. Might be doing a wee yeah. bit of scouting. Could be meeting agents. Could sure. be you know try to get course, a, a yeah. way just away from the the sort of goldfish goldfish bowl in Glasgow. So um, and by the way, what a nice place to to, to go to. Yeah, he's been spending a couple of days. So yeah. um, look, he'll be working hard. Yeah. Paul, you know, he's very he might thorough, be away. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, he's a really good coach. There is yeah. absolutely no doubt. Uh, Michael Beale is, uh, is an excellent coach. What he needs to do now is 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 become a trophy-winning manager. That's the next step. So there's no doubt he can coach. He can organise. You know, he's certainly improved Rangers. Okay, I know the points gaps widened, the goal differences widened, but there's no doubt the Rangers team that he inherited albeit they were underperforming under Giovanni Van Bronckers, is now better. So he's improved them. Whatever way he's managed, he's getting more out of them. They took Celtic close and they, they gave away two cheap goals, but Celtic were lethal. They were clinical. Rangers weren't when they get chances at the other end. So you, you've got to praise Celtic um, for that. But he just needs to find that way, Paul. And I've said it many, many times, going back to Van Bronckers' time, it's probably one of the most difficult chat tasks that a Rangers manager has ever faced. And that is being able to build a squad good enough to go and beat Celtic over 38 games. It's a, it really is. It's a hell of an ask to go and do that. But at the moment, you can see Michael Beals is as good a candidate as anybody to, to go and get it done. But, but Celtic are phenomenal, Paul. It would, it would take some change of fortunes for, for, for Rangers to become champions. And yet, that could be a conversation of two years ago and just change the names yeah, from the managers into the colour. Yeah. You know, Rangers were going... But 25 points it ended up at the end of the season Celtic in disarray waiting for Eddie Howe didn't ever come up the M74 back down the road and then in came somebody called Ange Postacoglu that nobody knew so it can be done and that's also what Michael Beale is up against isn't it that it's it's what happens on the other side of the city yeah I mean the, the points figures from both this year are as good as anything yeah. over the last 20 years and if you if you take a step back Rangers uh, tally at this point is probably top of the league in a lot of the seasons Celtic have dropped five points in 32 games, which is seriously hard to keep it keep up with. Almost as good as Aston Villa at the moment. Your brother John, of course. Uh, yep, they are going great guns. Maybe talk about that during the programme. And you'll be going to the game the following day. You'll be at the Derby, Celtic against Rangers. You'll be you'll be scouting, hopefully, for the cup final opponents. We hope. <laughs> I'm not going to get you to say that because that would be uh, the manager wouldn't be too happy. But you might be. Yeah, the next day after the game with Inverness. I'd, I'd be a great yeah. feeling going there the next day to <laughs> yeah. watch my uh, opponents. Yeah. You'll still be doing laps of honour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you'll be watching the corner kicks. And that. Do you come up for the corners? You're going to take on Carter Vickers or I'll take. Goldson, no problem. I'm not sure Davies. how many corners we'd get in the day. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting though, it must be. Do you dare to think about that? Honest, cup final day. Honestly, can I say that yeah. our performances and form has dropped off that much that it's actually been hard to enjoy it? It has been a tough couple of weeks. Um, yeah, a big club in a, in a league they shouldn't be in. Uh, we're dropping points to no disrespect, but 
dropping points to teams we should be beating comfortably. So it's been a tough couple of weeks since since what was an amazing night. Of course. And Mark, when you think about it, with Mick Kennedy has gone from mm. uh, Darvel. Now I'm not saying yeah. they found it tough in the league afterwards. I don't know why he's gone. Yeah. You know, he may be going somewhere else. Uh, we'll find out. Been in time. Cobridge, yeah. That's right. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? In, in January, mm. remember it was all about yeah. Darvel and Mick, who was brilliant. Great on this. story. Yeah, brilliant he joined story. us uh, on the program before the big games. So it could be hard after the heights of cup shocks. Yeah, in the league. Yeah, isn't you? You're coming back to the to the bread and butter, and that's where you know teams that are successful. You know, whether it's and and Stephen, whether it's League One, Championship, our own Premier League, or you know Europe, when teams are um, consistently winning games, Paul, and winning trophies, you've got to take your hat off them because I've always said you never take it for granted. You know, Stephen knows that he's played football at the top level for 16, 17 years. It's hard to win things, hard to win a league. You know, it's not just about you know beating Rangers or beating your rivals you know three or four times a season it's week in week in day, day, dedicating yourself preparing yourself giving your all in, in 90 minutes recovering for setbacks coming in the Monday morning in the back of a defeat getting yourself up for it the manager getting these players and these staff up for supporters being on side trying to keep them happy as well so everything is into the, the mix it's not easy to win things and whatever a team wins you've got to give them due credit and you know all about that you were at Albion Rovers <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road Darnley Let's go It's the Go Radio Football Show it's the Thursday evening edition Stephen McGinn the Falkirk captain and Mark Guidi, former president of the Scottish Football Writers Association. I mean, this week we have been talking about who's your player of the year. Right. And obviously the names that have come up, uh, Kyogo, Callum McGregor, maybe Cameron Carter-Vickers, Greg mm. Taylor. So many other names. And Mark, we spoke as well. We've spoken about different clubs. Each one yeah. was said, you know, Rangers, would it be James Tavernier, for uh, example? Yeah. I don't think going to be player of the year, but at your club. And we, Stephen, who, for you, who would it be as the, the player of the year for Scotland? At the it, moment, I, I always I always find the Scottish Premier League's a hard one because ultimately the four best players in the league are always are usually from Celtic or Rangers, whatever teams dominant in that period. Maybe sometimes split. Um, so for that, for me, it, I mean, there's so many Celtic. You could make a case for Carter Vickers, Hitati, Kyogo, Callum McGregor. Obviously, James Tavernier's got another really profitable season yeah. stats wise and. You look around the league, guys like Makahara, 12 goals from midfield for St Mirren. The Duke, what a sign he's been for Aberdeen. Uh, yeah. Kevin Van Veen in a, in a team that struggled mm -hmm. with over 20 goals. Yeah. So um, I, I always find it hard to how do you pick that definitive player and over the next four or five um, weeks when that, that emergent player, maybe it's Celtic, a, a Vickers or Hatati, if he can make a difference in the semi-final, I think may edge it. Paul McGinn maybe at Motherwell. Of course his brother's there. Um... I know. Would you have a vote on it for the players? You must do then for the players. Player of the year. We did, yeah, but it's um, we it's a players' player for our league, uh -huh. and then a young player okay. for the country. Yeah. Um. So he's a young player. We we had a young player at Hibs. It's had a really good season for for Livingston. Who's young, that? Young Stephen Bradley. Okay. Yeah. yeah very voted. impressed with him on Saturday. Yeah. Watched him on Saturday, yeah. Stephen. Yeah. Very impressed with him. He really. He, he came through at Hibs. We'd signed him from from Queens Park and real really talented boy. The what the bit was could he knuckle down and work hard and, and do it in a big pitch and he's really flourished since he went to Livingston. Mark, any changes since we spoke to you on Tuesday? That's you know we went through some Aye, of the candidates. Paul, there's a yeah. lot. Of, the, the healthy thing is there's a lot of good options. Um, yeah. You know, if I was if you'd asked me to vote tonight, I would go Callum McGregor. Um, but 
you know, the fact there's maybe still four or five games to go before I would need to vote for the football writers, right. yeah. I could potentially see myself changing to, to Kyogo. But mm-hmm. at the moment, I would go Callum McGregor. Okay. What do you think? Give us a call. 0808 17 17 700. About anything football-wise for you. This weekend, of course, it kicks off Saturday at 12.30. Hearts against Ross County. So many managers have gone this season. Six clubs have changed out of the 12. Some of them twice. So Hearts, Ross County. Celtic Motherwell, big one at three o'clock on Saturday. In the East End, uh, the champions and champions elect up against Motherwell. Dundee United against Livingston. Uh, United revitalised. And Livy, again, good win for them last weekend. St Mirren against Kilmarnock. Speak to Stephen McGinn about that in a moment or two. His two of his most recent clubs. And St Johnson against Hibs. So Callum McGregor uh, has, um, sorry, Cam Davidson has, of course, gone from St Johnson. And Mark, there doesn't seem to be it seems a continuity there isn't it he did so well he'll be a club legend it seems to be it sounds mutual that he feels it was time to go yeah yeah it was it was um, unfortunate that that you know he couldn't um, stay in the job and, and keep it going but you know there, there was a decision made with the, with the chairman and with, with Callum and um, you know the positive thing is that, that both were putting um, the interest, the greater, the greater good of the football club ahead of um, self-interest, and that's always not always what happens. But it was a good um, situation. And now, St Johnson, the hands of Stephen McLean, who is a very able um, coach. He's got the respect of the the players, um, and um, you know he was given Callum gave him his, his blessing, which was important. So you know there's there's certainly still a a relationship there, and there's a chance on on Saturday, albeit St Johnson's home form hasn't been great. It's not a great surface to, to play on, but there's still there's still a chance of getting a victory against a, a Hibs team, that's for sure. It's a different situation at Hearts, isn't it, Stephen? You know, just behind the scenes, uh, Stephen Naismith in charge, didn't win the derby. It would have been 10 without defeat against Hibs. And Robert Snodgrass released by Hearts now, um, before the end of his contract, as you know, and uh, he's, he's going to go. Um, he says I wish the club all the best for the rest of the season I will definitely tell my side of the story but right now it isn't the appropriate moment out of respect to my team and the supporters focus has to be on the fight for hearts for third place hope the boys smash it so that's the latest this afternoon That uh, Mark were you surprised that uh, Robert Snodgrass is going? Yeah, yeah, I, I was. You know, I've watched him play a few times um, for Hearts. Um, Paul, and he's, you know, arguably been Hearts' most consistent player. Um, I know Robert. He is a dedicated professional. He's a talented footballer, and I thought that Stephen Naismith, you know, would have um, been leaning on Robert to, mm-hmm. to help them. You know, get into that um, you know difficult period, albeit I think he'd been suspended for a game or two with a red yeah. card. But um, you know, he's he's there. It's unfortunate. Don't know the full story. It looks as though it's going to come out um, at some stage, but uh, it's unfortunate for Hearts as a football club um, that uh, that Robert's not there because I think he could have made a serious contribution. So he's saying that he's gutted that the decision came before the end of his contract. Stephen, how do you feel about it? Well, I think Hearts have lost a, a big character, um, big personality. Um, one of those that I don't think he accepts maybe just losing that derby 1-0 with the game kind of passing him by I think I know he would have been suspended but um, I, I know him I, my brother's played with him in the national team a spade's a spade and he as he says is a very dedicated professional and been a top player um, and, and at times a season's been their, their standout player so really interesting to see that that Hearts squad is better off without him 
What do you think? Give us a call if there's any Hearts fans here in the West. 0808 17 17 700. Although I know you can hear us right across central Scotland. Richard was listening uh, the other day in Lower Largo. Have you been there, Mark? Lower Largo? Lower Largo. In Fife. Yeah. Mm. Oh, did, did, did you pass that along the way to like Ely and yeah, Cray? I think you're right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've driven uh, through it a few times. Yeah. All right. So, any Hearts fans, what are you feeling then about life without Robbie Nielsen, who, of course, overall, Stephen, did such a great job at Hearts, but some of the fans just weren't having it? No, they weren't. They, were, they seemed to be a, a matter of time almost with the fans. They, they, they just didn't seem content with Robbie. Um, I thought I did think it was strange timing. I thought, but but just before a derby, um, with such a precarious stage of the season for them trying to get third, I thought the only way they could be getting rid of Robbie Nielsen if they've got someone else lined up, and to get rid of Robbie Nielsen to bring in Stephen Naismith, I thought some a major gamble. Benfica are joining the hunt apparently for Leal Abada of Celtic Ajax already interested Mark so wouldn't surprise you if there's a bundle of clubs looking for the Israeli hey, yeah I mean he's a talented player Paul he's he's young um, he's you know made a real um, positive contribution um, to Celtic so you know it doesn't surprise me that there's clubs reportedly uh, looking at him what's still to be established is what is the, the situation or um, is there still a deal to be done with Celtic I think looking at a bad situation I would imagine that this summer could be crunch time however not I think he's still got two years to go I think he signed a four year deal um, but if a, if a real good offer comes in Celtic would, would probably be tempted but I'd still think they would want to get around the negotiating table and, and, and tie him down um, in a longer term uh, deal so that I think that one's got a few twists and turns to come but no surprise that there's other clubs looking at him he's, he's a top player and Celtic will get top dollar for him Stephen Celtic fans love him yeah, um, and it just shows you, I mean, we speak about Angie's recruitment over the last 18 months. Um, there's assets all over the park and we're, we're speaking about Ajax and Benfica, clubs of that ilk, been really interested in what is a Celtic sub. Um, I know he's I know he's played in a lot of big games, he always comes on, but it, it, it just goes back again to how good the, the recruitment been, has been at Celtic. It has been, and that's the thing. Jeremy Frimpong, I see Man United still being mentioned, guys, as... Uh, potential destination for him and that will be a bundle of money coming to Celtic if he goes to Man United or any of these major clubs yeah the, 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 the sell on you know and again that goes back to, to Celtic's relationship with Manchester City um, that they got um, Frimpong um, from got him for I think a couple of million quid sold him for 11 or 12 and there's a I think it's been suggested somewhere there's maybe a, as much as a 25% um, sell on to come Celtic's way so yeah I mean that's you potentially could be looking at 8, 9, 10 million quid um, just coming Celtic's way for doing next to nothing uh, other than having uh, you know very good negotiating skills so um, yeah that, that's a good one I remember Fringpong I just remember his smile you know he just seemed to love playing football uh, they get the red card in the cup final didn't he and then it, that oh, oh my days and his interviews oh, but he was a top player because Celtic struggled to replace Mikel Lustig you know, they tried three or four different right backs um, you know I, I don't think they're getting the right quality yeah. of player you know I think they were not looking in the right markets to be perfectly honest and eventually they've come um, across um, Frimpong and he just filled that, that that void wonderfully well it was a really good play and consider Celtic turned him into that market value basically in, in, in the back of eight or nine months great points yeah, yeah I mean you could tell right away it was so exciting to watch um, obviously the when he's got the ball going, attack, attack, I mean, there, there can't be many better attacking right backs in, in Europe at the minute. But obviously, from what we've seen, he, he did have his deficiencies at, uh, in defence. And you hope that with his development and the more experience he's getting, he's tidying that up. 
earlier in the week and spoke about the players who've been on the fringe, but uh, Kobayashi and Iwata. He spoke about them after the game at the weekend. Yeah, Tomoki was, was was excellent in the midfield and, and Yuki, you know, it's a big physical challenge playing here on that surface. I thought he handled it really well and that uh, was good to get Haxa some minutes. Um, so, yeah, the boys who came in did a good job. What did you make of Celtic at your old ground at uh, Rugby Park? It was a, a devastating 15, 20 minutes. Um, I think, I, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of Celtic Rangers fans have played at a few Premier League clubs and they'll sometimes speak about why don't you just have a go? Mm-hmm. Games like Sunday are why you don't just have a go. I mean, Derek McInnes, he obviously had a game plan in his head. He went with two strikers, he went with two wingers, he went with an 18-year-old in centre-mid. Maybe an idea of, may, might have heard that Carter Vickers wasn't playing, let's get the ball in their box. But if you, if it if it goes wrong, it can go wrong. And I mean, Celtic really punished them. They were uh, the first 20, 25 minutes. I mean, you're really fearing the worst. Really fearing the worst. I mean, you're thinking nine might have been okay at one point. Um, yeah. If Kyogo puts that penalty away, so... But it, it, it just does show you sometimes these managers don't want to just go out and, and park the bus and, and, and make it really difficult and make it a tough game. But these teams have so much quality. If you do open up and try and have a, a fight with them, they can do that to you. What do you think of your old team, Kilmarnock? They're up against St Mirren and other of your old teams. So let's hear from the manager, Derek McInnes, after the game at the weekend. And he knows what the next uh, games are going to be like. There's no question we're going to have to try and score more goals. I thought we looked a threat second half. You know, the press was good, the energy was good. Vassell led the line brilliantly. But we're now up against six teams between now and the end of the season where we know we can win these games. You know, that's the Celtic and the Rangers and the light out of the way. We've got games here that we know we can win. Do you agree with that? Do you feel then they'll know it's the, it's the bottom six? They've got to win some games. They're second bottom, um, 28 points. Only one or better than Russ County. Yeah, he's, he's got a calmness. Um, when we won the championship last year, he, he, he had a calm, a calm head. It was everything that had happened early in the season. Right, that's it parked. We've got five games to win a league here. He'll be saying that to them. We've got a five, six games to win a mini-league. If we finish top of this mini league with the other two teams, maybe St Johnson actually. <laughs> Sorry, yep, Mark. But, sure. Yeah. Um, they might have just been dragged into it. If they can finish that mini league up the top, we'll be safe. And um, their home record's obviously been really good. Yeah. Their away record's been a disaster. Um, I know they're training at Largs all week in pre- mm. preparation for us. I mean, it's a big day for St Mum. Mm. It's a real big day for them to try and get the top six over the line for the first time. So, Kilmarnock will try and feed off that and make it nervy uh, round Paisley. Mark, what do you think, first of all, on Kelly for the next six games? Are they going to stay up? Uh, yeah, I think mm. I think Kelly, you know, possibly the, possibly the playoff. I don't think they'll mm. finish bottom. Possibly the playoff. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, Kelly uh, getting out. But they'll need to produce, you know, Six very, very good uh, performances, Paul. It'll be some game, won't it? Paisley, big crowd, oh, hopefully, on Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah big achievement if Simon can get over the line. They've, they've been really good, you know, a couple of the, the kind of scouts I know in the game that, that, that take in different ones, you know, said to me, uh, out with Celtic Rangers, you know, St Mirren have got the best defensive unit um, in the country, you know, and, and, and Stephen Robinson's worked hard on that. Trevor Carsten's a very capable go- goalkeeper. Then, you know, Mark O'Hara has driven the team on. I know he's had a lot of the headlines after these two magnificent yeah. goals on Saturday, and rightly so. But he's been good all season, mm-hmm. Paul. This is just a, a 90 minutes that's come out of nowhere. He's been very, very steady um, and very productive uh, all season. He's a right good player, uh, Mark O'Hara. I, I, I like Curtis Main mm-hmm. as well. I think yeah. he brings something to team. Took him time to get going yeah, again, but didn't it? I liked yeah. him when he was at Motherwell. Didn't he quite work at Aberdeen um, two or three years ago? But I think he's been good. Um, for something I like the way he goes about his business Curtis Main first yeah I mean, I mean as, as Mark said he, he really struggled up at Aberdeen it just didn't happen for him but Stephen Robinson knew what he was getting 
I mean, I remember playing against Stephen Robinson's Motherwell team, and he was a real physical um, player for them and a threat all the time. I remember playing centre mid and thinking I need to try and stop the ball getting into them because you get into Curtis Main and your tumbles, etc., would play off of that. So, a big player, and Stephen Robinson knew what he was getting. Um, but just on the game, if St Martin are to win and get into the top six, the first person I'm going to text after we've beat Alawa and I check my phone is Tony Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my old mentor yeah. got absolute pelters when we were in the championship. He t- he came in, I think it's 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. He came in. Chief exec, yeah. With St Martin, obviously low uh, bottom of the championship, and he yeah. said that St Martin are a top six in Scotland, and he got absolute pelters. So I'll be absolutely delighted for him if they able to do it on Saturday. Uh, That'd be brilliant, and we we keep saying it. You you were two minutes away from achieving it two years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. just a goal elsewhere, uh, wasn't you know, it? It's a great yeah. point, Stephen um, makes. Um, it was about the, time. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the thing that I, I admire Tony, and uh, you can just imagine him saying it. Heartless Steve, he loves St Man so much. The thing I didn't agree with, I thought it put pressure on the, on the manager and the players to kind of oh, deliver that because it was all yeah. about survival. I think the club, St Man, but to go and kick on, there'll be nobody happier. I mean, he, he, yeah, yeah, but he, he properly loves um, St Man, and, and God, it was you're talking about him being your old mentor, Steve. It was Tony that signed me for St Man in the summer of 1990. Uh, Tony gave him oh. a away, uh, <laughs> away. Just shows you know he's a player, um, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and I've retained a really good uh, yeah. relationship with Tony. Uh, a lot of time from a really good man. So it was Tony Fitzpatrick who signed you for Saint Mirren. Yeah, yeah. summer. In fact, April yeah. nineteen ninety. From yeah. where were you at the time? Uh, I was playing you... for Mulgay Wonders. Oh, right, so yeah, was a huge yeah. jump so then, wasn't yeah, it? I, yeah. uh-huh. I got asked in for a trial for a reserve game one night, and uh, Gordon McQueen was the reserve team yeah. manager. Oh. Frank McGarvey was was Tony's assistant, and they asked me to sign. Um, after it was all downhill after that <laughs> not at all <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors book your service MOT or repair online today at macklinmotors.co.uk let's go Stephen McGinn Paul Cooney and Mark Guidi we're on 0808 17 17 700 it's a beautiful day here in Glasgow and the West in fact all over the UK Stephen they've been uh, Messi has he been on the phone to you today your friends in world football it's uh, brilliant certainly here at home isn't it it's a great day a great time of year is this when you enjoy the football the most I know it's the business end of the season but you know after the winter pitch is getting better again yeah I mean it's uh, sometimes when you go out to look at the pitch and the sun's shining you're thinking this is what it's all about so uh, yeah it's a good time to play I know it's a plastic pitch at home but when you're away some of them Mark as well great time now a lot to come the title race is virtually over of course yeah. Celtic 12 points clear heading for a second title in a row under Ange Postacoglu but the cup final it's a um, cup semi-final mm. it's going to be massive isn't it Aye uh, it's Paul um, April the 30th uh, a week on Sunday yeah it's going to be a great game 50,000 at Hamden um, split down the middle in terms of the, the supporters and um, you know you look at the last Old Firm game, 3-2 to Celtic, plenty of drama, both teams going at it, Celtic very, very clinical um, when they get into the, the final third, but but you know, Rangers could have um absolutely got an equaliser and, and a hat trick for Tavernier, you know, at, at the back post. Um so I, I think it'll be a cracking uh, game. The game before it as well, um with Stephen Falkert again yeah. and Vanessa, that that's intriguing um too. Stephen saying Falkert just hitting a wee dip in form. Uh, Inverness have been really, really steady. In, in, in contrast, you know they're yep. really pushing themselves sure. to to get right in the mix in the championship. So that's going to be a cracking game. They've came from absolute nowhere. To, yep. Yeah, actually, they they could win the championship Aye. if the results go their way. I, th- I think they play Dundee and then they, they do. Play, yeah, they've got Dundee. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they play Dundee this Saturday and then Dundee play play Queens Park. So mm-hmm. the championship's all of a sudden winnable for Inverness, which is amazing from where they've came from. 
But here in the West, Queen's Park led for so long, just knocked off the top. They were unlucky at the weekend. They got the win, of course, and then Dundee scoring in the 94th minute to take all the points, Stephen. Yeah, uh, it's a huge game that yeah. tomorrow night down at Air. Yeah. Uh, for different reasons, Air obviously trying to get into the playoffs yeah. and Queen's Park mm-hmm. still trying to... So really looking forward to that one tomorrow it's night. been a good season for Air as well, hasn't it? They've gone off the boil at times. They would have hoped to go further in the cup, but they, they have done well this season at Air United and getting people back in behind the team. Yeah, and I, I mean... Football can be as simple as having, I mean, you're only as good as your striker. And by the way, they've got a good striker. He was a right-hand for, I mean, he probably should have scored two in the night against us. And he's consistently scored goals for them this season. And just shows you, if you can get your recruitment right, you can get that number nine and um, you can totally transform your season. I can hear me. He's good to watch, Mark, isn't he? Aye, yeah, he is. He's, uh, I think he's a really good talent. Uh, he's been a great um, front man um, for for uh, United been really really good and you know Lee, Lee Billings kept the going you know, at one point maybe seven eight weeks ago they were looking you know real favourites to go and win the title they've had a wee dip but it's still all in the mix I, mean, I think that's going to go to the last day yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know the fixtures to hand what the, the five fixtures are D- that Dundee afternoon but that's going all they're doing yeah, it in the last sure, day, fact, yeah. going to, is it the Friday night mm-hmm. is that they all moved to the Friday night I think, I think so, yeah. yeah that's going to be an absolute uh, Cracker, I'll definitely go and see a game that night for sure. It's been remarkable, isn't it? You know, Dundee, you know, one of the big city clubs, and they many people feel they should be in the top league. And Queen's Park, it's it's a fairy tale story. They've come right up through the divisions. I think maybe got to the top sooner than they expected this year. I don't know, but I'd, what do you I'd think, say probably Mark? a year maybe, ahead yeah. of schedule. Yeah, but look, you, you'll take it on coil mm. and the football club, Sandy Stewart, or the players, they, they'll take it uh, all day long. But I think they've probably um, maybe think we're just a year um, ahead. I, th- I think obviously losing Simon Murray in January I think that's I mean as much as they kept it going the first few games still scoring it, it, it's probably cost them the three or four points um, in that we run they've been on Mark what about one of the stories today Stuart Kettlewell the Motherwell manager mm-hmm. has been saying he wants referees to own up to mistakes he said I just want consistency what did you feel about the comments uh, yeah he's obviously referring to the, the weekend game at home with Dundee United um, you know with, with yeah. Liam Kelly the goalkeeper I think with Stephen Fletcher um, in both um, instances again I, I think came down to opinion there's a part of me saying I don't think either of them were penalties mm-hmm. maybe one was a penalty I'm thinking the one that wasn't given looked more of a penalty <laughs> to me than the one yeah. that, was, that was given Liam Kelly's uh, but I thought I can't remember I thought Stephen Fletcher was particularly cute uh, we won them, and I can't remember which one. I think Nick, Nick Walsh was the referee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can see it. You know, Kettlewell. That's all. That, that is all. Managers, players, supporters are looking for. Paul is consistency, like we highlighted on Tuesday night. Derek McInnes asking um, for O to be sent off a direct because of now. Derek knows for sure that isn't a red card. Nobody in in football that knows the game would say that that was a, a red card. But what he his reference point was, my player Vassell gets sent off at Easter Red for pretty much something similar. So that's a red, why is it? And, and the commander appealed, it was still thrown out. But Oz was never a red. But again, it is that level of, of consistency. As I say, I hope our referees improve. I hope it gets, gets better. But, you know, there are a lot of mistakes getting made. Stephen, we spoke about it in our own GAR feature on Monday night. Go Radio's VAR look at it. And well, I don't know what you felt about those should there have been two penalties or no penalties? I, I agree with Stuart Kettlewell. I think I think if you give the first one and, and Mark said it as well, I think the second one's more of a penalty. I'm obviously watching it through the obviously, obviously yeah. brother tainted glasses sure. and I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. Stephen Fletcher's already going down when, when Liam comes out but for the most part, I mean, you take a step back 
if the goalkeeper comes out to get the ball if he doesn't get the ball more often than not it's a foul either stay in your line if you come out you've got to get the ball and Mark what do you feel overall about the PFA statement last night it's pretty strong wasn't it mm. um, and it's about trust really and they, and they thought the FA, SFA were harsh on Aberdeen by penalising them for appealing the Graham I, I, I agree Paul yeah. I, I'm, I'm astounded that, that, that Aberdeen were penalised and, and Graham Shinney more importantly the player has been given um, an extra game it's absolutely not deserved I would fight that tooth and nail and to be honest I know it won't happen but I'd like to see every club come out in solidarity with Aberdeen because it could be any club at any given time and the SFA I mean I don't know who makes that decision if it goes right up to Ian Maxwell at the very top if he gets involved but whoever's made that decision they need to be brought in and it needs to be reversed Paul that is not healthy for the game at all Mark who would put the word frivolous in from the SFA it's not I was surprised last night when it happened I said well whatever you think to say that one of their own clubs decision to appeal it was frivolous I felt that was wrong I don't know what you feel yeah I, I agree Paul you know I think they'd every right again said it earlier in the programme I don't know what Stephen thinks of attack. I, I can see both sides yeah, of it so sure. it's very much down to opinion mm. first hand referee Ewan Anderson's not given anything he's then instructed with VAR to go over and he's given a red I can see both sides but what for me isn't in doubt is that Aberdeen should not be and the players should not be getting punished for appealing it it was every right to appeal that one Stephen we, we spoke when the Craig McPherson six game ban came out we spoke about our decisions in our game that are more high profile dealt with more harshly and you, you've got to look at that challenge and say how can that be two games less than headbutting a, another manager and, and you think that's it's really harsh that's a really Great really point. pertinent yep. point yep, Stephen yep. you're yep. back in the team well done <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> right off yep. the bench that's really really good but it is it's a huge issue and if confidence goes in the SFA and the refereeing in this case it's it's not so much about the refereeing it's about the way it's being handled by the authorities Mark isn't it because you're right I see today in the Sun for example Chris Boyd is saying come on the, the decision was the right one and Bill Leckie is also he's on the opposite Yeah, he, he doesn't agree and that's fine Aye. but it's, it's yeah. split on this but yeah. it's to use the word frivolous I feel was wrong yeah. and I think the club should come and by, together and by the way yeah. I, I don't know so if I've missed it then tell me who it is but who is responsible for that decision who has the power to add an extra game on who has that power is it Crawford Allen is it Ian Maxwell is it, is it the professional board that Neil Doncaster who actually made that decision yeah I mean you feel as if can Graham Shinney not be involved in that and they say look Graham, we think you're going in excessively and he says well I don't think so and explain it as opposed to him sitting up in Aberdeen waiting to hear that the news came back that so and so has told him he's banned for an extra game It's really harsh isn't it and to four it's games out of six remaining and final point Alex been on saying he's a Dons fan this could affect the future of Barry Robson, for example. He's in such a great run. I mean, if he takes Aberdeen to third, keeps him at third, yep. does he get the job? It'd be very difficult not to give yeah. him it, Paul. You know, I think Barry's in the in, in, in the driving seat um, and he's given himself an excellent opportunity. But Graham, Graham Shinney has made such a difference to Aberdeen. And the unfortunate thing for for, uh, for Jim Goodwin is that Jim didn't get long enough to, to yeah. work with him. It was Jim that brought him in. And Jan, I think he's made a debut at home at St Johnson. He was terrific in the middle of the park. He's a proper operator. He's a seasoned pro. He'll be excellent around the building on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, just, it's a real sore one for Aberdeen. It really is. I think you'd have to find one brilliant manager out there to do what Barry Robson's doing and better because he's taking that team that lost 4-0 to Hearts at Tynecastle 
1-0 to Darville and taking them five points clear of Hearts in third place in such a short space of time I mean that what a brilliant job he's doing If it wasn't for Ange Postacoglu I'm just laughing because he could be manager of the year I mean I know it's but it's phenomenal what he's doing I'm Yeah it's a great cheap, but, for, for a young yeah. oh, for, for, and for a young manager yeah. um, I think he, he was putting uh, interim charge when uh, Stephen Glass lost his job before Jim went in maybe get two games um, so no he's he's um, he's learned his trade um, I think in the way Aberdeen are playing just now you can definitely see traits of Derek McInnes he's definitely learned from, from Derek in terms of organisation and first and foremost let's be tight at the back let's make us difficult to score against and then you take it um, from there so yeah he's performed very very well it's going to be some game this weekend isn't it Aberdeen oh, against Rangers I mean I see they're oh. building up today on Sky it is good I mean I, I love going to Petordre did you like playing at Petordre? Uh, no, no. I, I, actually, I actually didn't I mean it's yeah. it's needing for a, for a club that oh, size a big sure. club city city yeah. club that it needs they need a new stadium I, I kind of sit in line say I love it sure. <laughs> I, I, I like Petodri yeah. I like that kind of we weren't on the pitch well you probably fashion. were yeah, yeah, I, I just yeah. Yeah, I, I it's like a proper it. stadium wasn't it I like, I, there's that old yeah. And I, and I get it in terms of the, the but just you know walking through that, those long big long narrow corridors right. and the dressing yeah. rooms right next door to each other yeah. and the it's always tight remember the boot room yeah. and all that ah, exactly, and the still interviews exactly the, the same yeah. exactly the same but there's something about apparently the fact it's always cold and windy but no <laughs> I, I, I like it beautiful today 16, 61 degrees cold, in Aberdeen it certainly will and uh, hour two coming up you can speak to Mark Guidi and Stephen McGinn 0808 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors find your nearest dealership at macklinmotors.co.uk Let's go there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom now open on Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. Let's go! As we head closer to the weekend, a weekend which starts on Saturday for the Premiership. At 12.30, the early kickoff: Hearts against Ross County. Then at 3, Celtic against Motherwell. Dundee United, Livingston. St Mirren against Kilmarnock. St Johnson against Hibs. And then on Sunday, 4.30, late kickoff for television, but great way to finish the football weekend, Aberdeen against Rangers. So it's the uh, split then afterwards. We'll get the fixtures marked well, next week. We'll find out the final five. I yeah. know there's a break then for a week, isn't there? Yeah, the, yeah. Um, so I think probably the SPFL will bring the fixtures out maybe Monday afternoon. Um, Paul gives um, clubs time to prepare. For five o'clock? Um, yeah. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll be out. I'm sure yeah. they will be um, out and um, the different permutations will be ready um, just now, Paul, just in case of what, what, you know, what they hit the button um, on. And uh, yeah, I think we'll have it in time for five o'clock for Monday's show. And that gives the clubs time to prepare, the police time, all the different things. And, and you know, the manager will be looking right and they'll also be looking right, what have we got in the last day in case we need it? For whatever reason, where do we need to go in the last weekend of the season? It's uh, hard to believe, isn't it? Although it's been a strange season, Stephen, because of the fact that we had the World Cup and we had that break. Yeah, it's, um, and obviously it's, it's brilliant. The league is, at the minute, is brilliant. Apart from the title, there's so much to play for. Um 
just that even that race for third when you think of I mean it's mm. unlikely Falkirk or Inverness win the cup so with the third place guaranteeing the six European games the finance involved in the prestige and the trips for the away fans as, we, as we've seen the how much the Hearts fans enjoyed it and then obviously the relegation playoff which has been a great addition I think to the league It has indeed Here's a Rangers fan on big friend of the show Sean is on Good evening Sean Hi there Paul I was talking to one of my pals tonight right? uh-huh. we were out the, out the day right and he was talking about why it, see like the SPL right I've yeah. got to actually go to the Edinburgh side of the city right okay. why when Sky Sports like Edinburgh uh, uh, Edinburgh yeah. Hips and Hearts on Saturday or Sunday, I can't believe what day it was. Why was that not on Sky Sports? Why the Sky Sports picking certain games? Because I believe, see when, see when Rangers, uh, Rangers or Celtic are playing, see if Hibs, Hearts, Aberdeen come to Rangers, Celtic mm. or the Edinburgh Derby. Yep. Why is that not automatic televised? Because I believe people in the country, we pay for, uh, we pay for Sky Sports bill mm. or BT Sports bill. That should be automatic televised. Do you play it? Do you pay it, Sean? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I did pay it, yeah. I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm not on the fire stick. Uh, oh, good man. Yeah, yeah good man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we knew that was the right answer. Mark, is it, quite a lot of people have been on, actually, yeah. in social media. Why was it yeah. not on the Edinburgh uh, Derby? Do you know what? Somebody gave me the answer. They've only got a certain number of games obligations. You can only go yeah. to a certain stadium yeah. a certain amount of times. And I remember want to keep one up their sleeve, obviously the potential um, of yeah. uh, of Hibs being in the, the top six of it, Celtic or Rangers are due to go there, then they, they need to keep. I think that's probably behind it. All things being equal, they would they would definitely have the four Edinburgh, all things being equal, Sean, they would definitely have the four Edinburgh derbies um, on the telly, but they, they've probably had to keep one up their sleeve with Hibs, you know, probably going yeah. into the top six. Sean? I, that's what I was going to say to Mark, I don't know if he's heard me, do you imagine I was an old fun game on Saturday or Sunday this weekend yeah. and it wasn't terrified? People no. would be going crazy. Sure. That's right. An old fun game, everybody knows, but I'm not going to lie, the old fun will always be on telly, but I like watching an Edinburgh derby. I think it's, mm. I think it's the second biggest derby in Scotland and I believe it should be on telly. And I even believe people in England would like watch it. I'm not saying people <laughs> want to watch Dundee and Dundee United, but... Hearts and Hubs, Rangers, mm-hmm. sure. more Rangers, Celtic. It's just on TV, people pay their money. Because let's be honest, who wants to watch Middlesbrough playing Birmingham or Well, that's a fair shout. Yeah, we're not as worried about that. Stephen, in a special, you know, Sunshine on Leith, people all over the UK would be. I know that's the end of the game. But yes, 20,000 there, sellout. Yeah, and I appreciate Sean's frustration. It's a game that I like watching. And I know it's come to head in my household about how many subscriptions I've got with the football. We what? I mean, <laughs> you are needing yeah. three and four now to get of all course. the games. When you yeah. think of the cup games in Scotland, they're on via play. Uh-huh. Sky Sports, you get sure. BT for the Champions League. So, what's your customer numbers? <laughs> 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 You're logging. <laughs> so that's true. I, 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 I was getting to You're a point. Right. We're thinking we are taking all these out, and we're still not getting some of the games we want to watch so I do understand the frustration Sean can I ask you a question Malik, Malik Tillman about £5 million would you sign him I know it changes week to week what do you think just now would you convert the loan Boris right I think he's good but I think £5 million. I would try and get the £3 million mark £5 million. I think for a Scottish club I think that's taking it to I don't think it'll happen mm. yep what do you reckon uh, I, I don't yep. think I, I, you know 
if Rangers could get Malik Tillman for three million, it would be an outstanding bit of business. I, I, I could, yep. I'd be very, very surprised if Bayern Munich sold him for that. The only thing would be, um, Sean, that, that Bayern Munich would probably yep. want like seventy-five percent of any sale on clause. Yeah. Remember, Rangers might think that's worth the gamble because the bottom line yeah. is, it's all about the here and now. Yeah. For Rangers, so if they believe yeah. that okay, we're, we're getting a cheap, it might mean we're a couple of years down the line, we're not getting what we sh- what we should get for them. But we need to go and win the league next season. That is a be all or end all. So for Michael Beale, if they, I don't think they'll get him for three million, but if they could and they have to give up a, a huge sell on, I think it'd be worth doing. Sean, well, there's one for you, Mark, and I'll say it to Stephen, Stephen, and uh, mm-hmm. Mark, 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 yeah. strong Jews all the time. I think Rangers to win the league next season. It's got to cost upwards of 12 million. What does Martin, Stephen and yourself both think? Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, I do agree. I agree with Sean as well. I think for 5 million, the reason I keep changing my Malik Tillman is I think at 5 million, you've got to impact the Celtic games. Mm. Um, I think the last two, he's been pretty disappointing for me. Um, so I think if you're seeing a 5 million pound player, he's got to be a definite starter and he's got to impact the Celtic games. For uh, 12 million potentially even a wee bit more when you, th- when you think of some of the positions um, I think Rangers need to, need to sign a goalkeeper I think they do I think they need I to go and buy a goalkeeper um, I think they need a left back I think if Ryan Kent goes in a free transfer I think they need two wingers because yeah. I think the right I know I, I quite like Fashion Sakala um, but I think they need two right wingers and with the Alfredo Morella situation I mean strikers aren't cheap they're going to have to replace yeah. him with, with serious money that's a must isn't it a striker an out and out striker yeah, I mean, um, I think Alfredo Morelos, you see at the weekend, his two goals, I think he does look a wee bit leaner. If you could get that version of Alfredo Morelos all the time over the course, I mean, you would you would do everything you could to keep him, but I think he'll move on in the summer and, I mean, a strikers, they're so sought after out there, so everyone's going to be looking for the good ones. Mark and Sean, it also depends where you buy. Look at um, Celtic at the moment they haven't spent huge money I know the Carter Vickers the loan for Jota converted as well but when you look at the players that they've the Asian market they've gone into it's not as expensive as the championship in England Mark arguably yeah I mean Celtic have tapped into a, a really good market Paul the, the f- fantastic value for just about every player they've brought over I, I think always another one Awata yeah. you know as I say caught my eye um, so no they, they, they've, they've used that well and that's for Rangers have got to find something like they might just stick to, to, to the markets that they know. Um, you know, I think they are looking far and wide. They've been linked with a couple of players like, you know, from Mexico and yep. Honduras mm-hmm. and places like yeah. that. So, look, they will be stretching the net far and away, but it's just they've just got to get it right, regardless of where you get them and what they cost, whether somebody costs a free transfer, you're getting them a Bosman, or whether you know you have to pay the five million in the case of somebody like Tillman. They've got to go and do it, they've got to go and find a way of being better than Celtic yeah watch out for that name uh, Jose Cifuentes we talked yeah. about it on Tuesday yeah. night in the programme and I'm hearing there could be some business done there Sean final word from you well see see Boris and I agree uh, see yeah. with the Celtic market in Asia uh, yeah. uh, uh, there's one thing I don't like to uh, do credit to uh, my rival uh, club mm-hmm. uh, Celtic but I'll tell you one thing I actually think Celtic Seeing uh, signing uh, Asian players for uh, Japan, yeah. Yeah. I think Celtic's uh, actually done decent. I think Rangers need to go down that market because I, I couldn't tell you, I don't know Stephen or uh, yeah. Martin, I could yeah. say, I couldn't tell you one Japanese player Celtic or sign where you could actually say is a bad player because you look at Nakamura, sure. 
in this day market, Nakamura would be a 30 million player. And let's be honest, any Rangers fan in the world would yeah. take Nakamura Rangers on his day. Nakamura yeah. was brought free kick. Nakamura was basically yeah. a David Beckham with free kicks. He had a free kick and he went, oh, here we go. Yeah. a goal. <laughs> And it happened so many times. Listen, Sean, really appreciate the call. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of the evening. I mean, Nakamura, nobody will forget his goal against Manchester United. Remember that they came to town? Yeah, I was there that night, yeah, yeah to, to, to get right. the, the qualifiers on the Gordon yeah. Strack in the last 16. I think Ataboric saved a penalty that night um, yeah. as well. So, yeah, it was wonderful. Two, yeah. two free kick, I think, from um, Nakamura to beat Edward Van de Sar, you know, top goalkeeper. Um, yeah, yeah, Celtic Park was was absolutely rocking that night. Do you think Rangers would, why wouldn't they move into that market or is that too, am I simplifying it? Because Celtic have done well there. They should look. Maybe they are. Yeah, Yeah. Paul, doesn't it matter what market they look at? Obviously, we're all talking about the Japanese market because of how brilliant it's been for Celtic. But Rangers might find an untapped one, you know, whatever in the world, it doesn't matter. Just go and get good players. They might go into Australia. You know, who knows? Just, they just need to find better players than what they've got. And they're going to get players that are going to win them the league over 38 games. See, see, I think it's not as simple as that because Ange Postacoglu has signed players that he's had previously. He's, he's signed players that he's competed against. He, he's he got such an advantage into that. He knows that league inside out. He's worked in it. He, he knows a good player. I mean, Rio Hitati was a competitive team. He, he thinks, what a top player. Mm-hmm. The boy Matoma from Brighton comes out and says Ange tried to sign him for Celtic. Yeah. So, other clubs, I mean, Hearts, they signed the boy Sh- uh, Machino, I think a couple of seasons ago from Japan, didn't work out. They've got the lad Doda this season. Uh, it's not worked out. Mm. So I don't think it's as simple as that, just saying, let's go there and sign the best players in those teams. Because you, no matter what market you're going to around the, around the world, you need to know the players yeah. inside out. Aaron Moy, how many clubs would have had the opportunity to sign Aaron Moy? Mm. But Ange Postacoglu knows him inside out, knows what he can get with him and brings him in and he fits into the system like a glove. So it's that combination of a manager who really knows these players and they want to work with him. Sure, the name of Celtic or Rangers, the size of them, but we're not the best market here. That's a great point that the manager himself plays such a crucial role. But we were surprised under GVB at Rangers why he didn't go into the Dutch market, for example. Now, maybe they weren't the resources at the time, Mark. Maybe they were still, you know, kind of flogging that older team. And I'm not, I don't even mean the age-wise. It was a team that had run away with the title the year before. Mm. Listen, there were certainly one or two Dutch players um, on Giovanni van Bronckhorst's, you know, personal list, which I'm sure would have been passed on. And for whatever reason, they've not got it um, over the line. But it was a surprise um, that it wasn't. But I, I know for sure that there was one or two Dutch boys that he wanted to bring to the club. They were heavily linked with, was it Joey Veerman? They yep. ended up going to PSV and you could see in the tie with PSV he was a good player, goal scorer, midfielder. So for whatever reason, that one didn't seem to happen. Yeah, the word overhaul being used uh, about Rangers uh, with the changes this summer. Four or five players uh, Michael Beale would be looking for. He sounds quietly confident. Ross Wilson has gone the director of football. We know that a number of the Rangers fans wanted a change anyway. Um, and I see they're talking about John Park uh, today, you know, the chief scout there at Rangers yeah. who had such success uh, at Celtic yeah. earlier. Yeah, you know, and Hibernian before it. I think he started yeah. his that kind of scouting career at Motherwell and Hibernian really made his name for Scott Brown and Kevin Thompson and Stephen Whitaker. Was him, yeah, yeah that, that, that helped to to sort of identify and, and, and bring them through. Mm-hmm. I think under Tony Mowbray, um, things but maybe just Bobby Williams slightly before it, but um, and then he obviously got his move, if you want to call it that, to yeah. Celtic, and then was part of the process that found the the, the Wanyamas and 
and the Van Dykes and uh, one or two others so yeah he's got a good CV he's worked around the clubs around Europe now and I think maybe a Canadian team as well um, Fraser and Foster Moussa Dumbelli I, well. I think Fraser Foster was, was Alan Thompson's right. fine through his contacts okay. at Newcastle and you keep me right um, yeah. in loan um, but uh, John has been um, uh, Ross Wilson's kind of right hand man mm-hmm. if you like John Brown still plays a significant yeah. role as well um, at Rangers and John's got a really good eye uh, for a player John Brown uh, so yeah if John Park has, has to step up it gives that bit of continuity um, you're not starting for for scratch, um, and if we, you know, Michael Beale said a number of times in recent weeks, players have been identified now. It's up to him to go and get over the line. One or two already are. So I don't at this moment. I don't see a real need to go and bring in somebody new to Rangers to fill that job. I think we had discussions over GVB and who was signing the players, and Michael Beale's making it quite clear that he's a man that's final say with the players. I'm going to get who I want in the summer. It's phenomenal in a way though, isn't it? That GVB and the reputation he had, he did so well at Feyenoord and as a player, unparalleled Champions League winner, World Cup finalist as well. Mm. So it's just, it's a phenomenal career. John Lundstrom was mentioned earlier on in one of the early calls and he's got a year and a bit to go in his contract. So he was in front of the media the other day and he was speaking about the newcomers, Raskin and Cantwell. I hope they just keep getting stronger and stronger as time goes on, especially going into the next season as well, to try and just build on the performances we've been given on the run we've been on. Um, I think it's like a, a couple of defeats now in, I don't know how many, 30 games. So, no, yeah, they're, they're doing really well and long way that continue. The young lads, of course, so sometimes it might be up and down, some gets now and again, but no, really top talents and lucky to have them. John, um, Stephen, what do you observe about John Lundstrom? What do you think for Rangers' asset going forward for next season or someone that they could sell? I think I think he's one they need to look at. I think he was obviously a, b- a big signing when he came in. He'll be on big wages. I think if he's not going to be a starter next season, he's one that, as Mark said, they should be looking to move on. Um, if he rediscovers the form of the, the European run, then obviously you keep him. But I, I think he's dropped off from that this season. I don't think he's a, had a particularly great season, and I don't think he'll play in the semi final. So, no, 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 I don't think if Ryan Jack's fit, I think the, the midfield picks itself and, and he isn't in it. So that would be an indication that he's one that might be moved on the summer. And they thought highly of him, obviously, at Sheffield United. He did well there. He had, he had a, a similar kind of, he had a really strong start at Sheffield United as well and, and dropped off um, at Sheffield United and he found his way to Rangers and had a kind of similar path. He's obviously scored that famous goal. Um, to take them to Seville yeah. they'll always be remembered for so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out this, this summer Rob's brilliant commentary on that one Lundstrom what do you think do you think he's going to be here at the start of the new season um, no I don't Paul I think it'll be one that, that, that you know Rangers again it's that one you have to have a conversation that may or will already have been having with John Lundstrom say that's not been had yet um, do you want to do you want to stay are Rangers willing to offer him an extension if they are they offer him if he says no I've got to move on. They might not want to. What you've got to ask yourself with every player, you're Michael Beale, because it's a crucial 12 months ahead. This window's absolutely vital. Is it John Lundstrom value for money? Is he going to play for me, Stephen said? Is he going to help me beat Celtic? Am I getting value for money? Can I rely on him? 38 games. If the answer's yes, it's a no-brainer. If you've got any doubt, you try and cash in on a year to go and then it goes to, to swell your, that goes towards swelling your funds and frees up a big wage to go and try and recruit someone else. He was asked about the game a week on Sunday. I think we all want to win in the old term, of course we do. That's that's our biggest rival, of course it is, and you know, to to 
get a win against against them would be great. But we are we are building. It, it is progressing um, slightly. I thought we were a lot better in the last all firm um, than what we was the one before. So I think we're definitely building, and, and hopefully if we can get that that big statement performance that can really give us confidence then to go on. And that was off the back of a five-two win at the weekend. But he knows, and the manager not happy. The fans not happy that they are conceding goals. So frustrating just to concede a couple of sloppy goals at the first when we didn't quite get up to people to stop the cross. I haven't seen it back yet, but I'm not sure how far away we was from the cross. It just seemed to me like we didn't get up to stop the cross, and then the edge of the box, he's took a touch on his chest, and and he's he's managed to finish it well. To be fair to the boy, but I think initially getting up to the cross, and I think it comes from us losing the ball at the other end as well, which I think we probably need to capitalise better with. And um, we get in some good positions sometimes, and I said to the lads at our time, the final pass sometimes just needs to be better. And then the second one was a set play, which that's. It's their game as well. To be fair to them, they had them the massive heights, you know, and I think it was the same lad again. Was it scored the goal? So they played to their strength there, which is which is something we obviously need to work on this week. More of your calls coming next. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Book your service, MOT, or repair online today at MacklinMotors.co.uk. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Stephen McGinn. And Mark Guidi, this time tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here with Andy Walker. Oof, We're looking forward to beautiful. that. Uh, those two will be, uh, what, a bit of niddle maybe as well. You know, oh, both get very okay. strong opinions as well. Like yourselves. I don't think they like each other either, <laughs> do Always put some bit of to <laughs> What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, you're close to all of them. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. Two good guys. Indeed. Yeah, there he is. Diplomat, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I never say yeah. they've only good guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to hear him. Thank you for everyone who's been calling in and sending messages as well. Despite that, we're staying on till seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, tomorrow night, air against Queen's Park. What about that one, Stephen? Looking forward uh, to that. It's a huge game for well, both of them, but especially for the spiders. Yeah, well, massive. Um, obviously, the drop-off era United have had since the Scottish Cup. Um, with with Inverness coming strong, they need to try and secure their, their playoff place. Um, and obviously, Queen's Park need to win to, in the hope of getting to the Premier League. Mark, hard to call. Maybe Queen's Park got back in the winning. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to call. It's, yep. it's the old kind of as Sir Alex has got the old squeaky bump like, time, yep. isn't it? And uh, it's certainly very evident um, in the Championship, Scottish Championship, uh, right now. But I don't know how it's going to go. I fancy Queen's Park. Look at Dundee. So I said Inverness, just a great bit of momentum now with Billy Dodds and the players. The only thing I would say that I'm, I'm definitely go to the last day. That's going to go to the last day for sure. You reckon? For yeah. sure. Yeah. The breaking news down south, Mark. You've just mm. pointed out Chelsea holding initial talks with Maurizio Pochettino. Yeah. So yeah, could the Dodd. former. I've got the shortlist, uh, Paul yeah. four or five on it, and Pochettino, uh, Pochettino uh, has already started. Um, Talks with them. Um, something needs to be done at, at, at Chelsea. Um, I can't believe in the bottom half of the table. Mm-hmm. Only on 39 points. Of course, at relegation zone in the, in the top four. Absolutely um, incredible. Uh, so, yeah, they need to get a top manager. But you just wonder now if Chelsea have, have they peaked? Are they going to go into one of these kind of stages for five or six years with a with a loss? But they, they need to do something really, really quickly. And yet they've spent more money than anyone else, haven't oh, they? Phenomenal amounts of money. Yeah. Todd Bowley, the, yeah. the, uh, the owner. You know, eighty-eight million for Mudrich. Yeah. Um. You know, all, all, all the different ones, and they don't have a number nine. Yeah. It's incredible. They don't. All that money spent, and they don't have somebody who can get them twenty goals a season. Incredible. So some of the bosses went over to Germany, met with Julian Nagelsmann. Could you see him? Well, you could see him coming, I'm sure, Stephen. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming with the money spent, they're need, going to need a big name, someone that's worked with the top players before. But some of the stories that come out of Chelsea are just baffling. I mean, at such a top level, even lower down at our level, it's hard to comprehend how it happens. I mean, you, you, you build a squad that's too big for the changing rooms, with some of the players yeah, having to get changed yeah. in the changing room. Um, I think when they were bringing Mudrick over, all these rep- representations were kind of meeting the boys in, in the dressing room while they were preparing for the game. Um, I think even watching Frank Lampard's post-match the other night, you could see Todd Bowley going down to the, the dressing room. That's, that's just not something that happens. Um, and then they wonder why they don't win on a Saturday. Of course. It's very different from being, you know, owning clubs in America to owning a football club in England, especially the Chelsea fans are used to so much success. And for Frank Lampard, difficult, isn't it? They love him as a former yeah. player. I know he was manager uh, for a wee while, but just can't buy a win at the moment. No, I think four games played, four yep. defeats. And have they scored? Is it one, one goal? goal? One, one goal. And I, you know, I don't know Frank Lampard at all, but, but I, I just like him, something mm. about him that I find very warm yeah. and very genuine. Um, but he looks as though he is carrying the weight of the world on his shoulders just now. It just, it's, it's a shame. I feel from not a good look at the moment for him. A shame. It, it wasn't as if, I mean, Graham Potter, um, and he, and he, wasn't, he wasn't absolutely flying. They weren't winning every week, but it didn't seem like the players had down tools for him it didn't seem like he had to go if you don't have your next manager if you don't have a Nagelsmann ready to go do you really have to get rid of him when they did I mean they'd just beaten Milan, AC Milan have just got to the semi-final they'd, just, they'd beaten them in the group stages um, so yeah strange, strange yeah. decisions panic probably of course Ross is listening in Ross King at the moment Puerto Vallarta and I'm mentioning oh. that just now because of course he's on Lorraine every morning and last week it was with Christine Bleakley of course the wife of now Lampard. Christine Lampard yeah. and she's really good yeah. and he mentioned a bit of when Frank went there a couple of weeks ago he said oh Ross said oh you get the blue dress on you know the Chelsea blue uh, they seem really good people but yeah, uh, yeah it's a massive Ross football is top club man, yeah, he? Ah, he's, so well, he's still listening going in honestly Puerto yeah. Vallarta he's over Mate, there so working, a vacation is it Ross he's working hard doing oh, a right. Right, okay. over there yeah, sure, must sure, be tough yeah, yeah I looked yeah. at the temperature it's only 30 degrees oh, I can just imagine well, I've, I've, I've got the vision the uh, yeah. shades uh, the exactly foot, the, the shirt just open three kind of buttons look, down look. just above the belly button nice wee pair of look. shorts on look. wee flip flops living, off he goes top, living man. the dream from Puerto Vallarta to Puerto Glasgow <laughs> where we are just up the road here where actually the weather is fantastic today what about last night um Bayern Munich hoped to try and turn it over but it didn't happen and Man City three years running Stephen semi-final of the Champions League yeah I mean I mean at times even though it was a 3-0 you're always thinking there was a nervousness about Man City that you thought Bayern can get one here then it's really tied back on but I mean you've got a striker like uh, Haaland I mean even his penalty bad penalty for a guy his level but when he gets that ball and the defender falls over you just know it's going one place what about the strength of him for that goal Mark it was so impressive wasn't it and he was so determined and then he enjoyed the celebration Mm. in front of the München fans he's incredible Um, I mean just an absolute machine I mean you talk about having everything you lock it he has there's no deficiencies um, in his game and nothing weak he's powerful He's quick, he's brave, he's intelligent, he's got absolutely um, everything. And to think, I mean, he will, there's no doubt, he's going to break the 50 goals. And is he going to be the man that's just going to help deliver that Champions League um, for Man City? But what a semi that's going to be, Man City, Real Madrid. Consider Man City were on the driving seat last season, threw it away, um, conceded a, you know, a silly goal or two, um, but never rule out Ancelotti. He's sensational, sure. um, you know. So, uh, just a cracking to I, I just wish I had BT 
to watch it. Of course. <laughs> You're not getting the login. And Karim Benzema, Stephen, as you know, has signed another year's contract. So he will be at Real Madrid until summer of 2024. He's 35-year-old, the Ballon d'Or winner, as we know. What a player he is. And he's signed again another year. Yeah, amazing. That, that, that core group of players that have been doing it year in, year out, I mean... To still have that hunger to go and do it, mm. and they're in another semi final. And as Mark says, who would bet against them? And just behind Lewandowski in La Liga, in the top mm. scorers, who's going to win it? Is it Man City's year for Pep to win the Champions League? I think, sure. I think, I think this is the final. I think right. the, yeah. the winner of Real Madrid, Man mm. City. I, I think the best team are Man City, but just that know how mm-hmm. to get over the line, it's really hard to, to go against Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Mark, AC Milan what's that one Inter AC yeah. Milan Inter the derby yeah it's going to be one of the Milan clubs yeah, in the final the, I agree with I'm sure of that 100, 100% <laughs> the final so. in, is the final in Turkey sure. final yep. in Turkey June so. the 10th um, I think it is Man City's year Paul I think they're going to do it yep. I do it no genuinely I think Man City's going to do it and tonight what do you reckon Man United uh, against Seville Sevilla mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Emery's old team of course United to get think, through by yeah, a goal do you reckon yeah. what do you think I thought Sevilla would go through before it with a record in, in Europe and with Man City having uh, Man United having this FA Cup semi-final. I mean, this the FA Cup is huge for Man United yeah. to stop potentially Man City equaling their treble right. from uh, 25 odd years ago. So it's a, they've got a huge game at the weekend against Brighton, a real 50-50 game that is with how good Brighton are. The noisy neighbours, yeah. I see Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, the noisy neighbours. I remember dra- flying oh, into Ma- uh, Manchester and they had it up, you know, oh, but the noisy neighbours. That's some noise for a long time. <laughs> they can't move house, can they? <laughs> Although a lot of the fans would like to see uh, a rejuvenated uh, Old Trafford. Such success. It's just not been the same since Fergie's time. Well, um, 10 years ago this summer, that's Paul. Right. Um, yeah, you know, probably about 10 years ago this month, David Moyes was announced he's um, success on just United. too soon for Davy maybe because he's a terrific manager. No, do you know right. what, Paul? Yeah. I, I think the I think the timing's right for Davy. Maybe the first one falling to Alex was always going to struggle, but with the greatest of respect, if you look back at the squad mm-hmm. that he inherited, oh. it was pretty much finished. And the fact that Sir Alex managed to win the league with that mm-hmm. squad was absolutely phenomenal. And he could see he timed his run to perfection. He could see it. So no, it felt yeah. for Davy, a lot of the players didn't get onside with him. Um you know, just very, very poor. Was it behind the scenes a bit yeah, naughty? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely yeah. naughty. Um and that and they're still within you know, still trying to re- recover from replacing that. But I think Ten Hag mm. has got them heading in the right direction. He has. He's been a success. You're smiling, Stephen. What are you thinking? I just think you talk about timing of not being the one that replaces Sir Alex, yeah. but I mean, they still haven't. I mean, there's, there's a bit of there's Man United fans out there that wishes that they just went and got him at some points during these spell to coax him out of retirement because they just haven't recovered. And as Mark said, that that last league win was potentially his best. I mean, with, with the squad he had, when you see the drop off from the minute he left. Yeah. And of course, the, the year before, just losing out the last seconds to Man City, he was determined to go out with that bang, which was uh, winning the title. And mentioned Davy Moyes, West Ham, Europa League. Yeah, yeah, chance to enter the semi-final tonight. Got a good Gent. result in Belgium last Thursday, yeah. so a 1-1. I think they'll finish the job um, tonight. And I think also, I think Davy will keep um, uh, West Ham up, You know, I think, right. which would be, you look at his record there at the Olympic Stadium over three seasons, mm-hmm. it's been quite incredible. Um, and it wouldn't surprise if, if David probably thinks it would just taking a rest actually himself I know he's got a year to go but he might just think well, I'll, just, I'll just call time on this guy at the, at the right moment and then wait for his next opportunity If eventually eventually when uh, Ange Postacoglu leaves Celtic is he a potential future Celtic manager he was um, 
a player at Celtic. He was wanted mm. around the time when Brendan Rodgers came. So yeah, I know that's was, down the track. But yeah, um, yeah, there's not Davy's been, you know, um, sounded out uh, a number of occasions yeah. um, for the Celtic. But um, for me, is he good enough to manage Celtic? Can he can he be a successful Celtic manager? Yes, for me, there's absolutely no no doubt about it. You look at his record, the experience that that he has, um, top players that he's managed. Um, tactically, he's very switched on. He's, um, even though he's not one of these young coaches now, he's still very modern, and, and his outlook and he's willing to embrace um, change. Always assembles very, very good backroom staff. Um, so, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And look at the job that he did at Everton. Final point on it. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah brought gave give gave Wayne Rooney start didn't That's he? Right, yeah. um, the game signed uh, Jolene Lescott for two million quid. Mm. Signed John Stones for two million quid. Um, Tim Cahill for 1.5 um, from Millwall oh, yep. listen he's a top manager nobody can, nobody can argue about that we mentioned that just in the context of Chelsea holding talks with a number of managers including Pochettino so could the former Tottenham favourite he took them to the Champions League final it was never the same after that was it after they lost we started off in the Championship can I go back to it then so Air Queen's Park on Friday night Mark who do you reckon is going to win? Air Queens, but I need to go a 1 1 draw. At one, one draw, okay. Yeah. Stephen? 2 1 to Spiders. Going for the Spiders, yep. Yeah. Broth against Cove at the bottom, Hamilton against Partick Thistle. Now, so the Jags going for the playoff and chance to come up against Hamilton fighting for survival. Stephen, what do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we, we've got half an eye on that. We're going to be in the playoffs and yeah. could be playing a championship team. Um, so, but I think it's a. Last chance for Queen uh, Partick Thistle. I think I think the better team. I think obviously Aki's need the points, but I think Partick won that. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I agree. We see that Partick will make that. Yeah. On our broth against Cove, and that's a great point you make, Stephen. That you could be playing either of them. Who do you think is going to win? Our broth. Our broth. Yeah, you reckon the? Experience? I just think they've yeah. they've had a tough. I mean, they've had a drop off from obviously. Yeah. We went for the title with them last year. Lost a couple of players, obviously. It's going to be impossible to keep that going, so they've had a drop off. But they've been on the telly a couple of times recently, and um, they've looked a lot better. Was it hard to play there? Really the hard. Gay field, yeah, yeah it's really difficult. And the wind yeah. coming in off the yeah, especially East when they Coast. had Big Nubly from from oh, Livingston course, on loan. Yeah. What yeah. a handful he Were you was up against him. Yeah, no, no, no defenders. Um, of course, midfield. Yeah, thankfully, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, what do you reckon? Are both Cove Rangers? <laughs> no, 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 no. And Inverness against Dundee. Oh, what's going to happen? Well, I'm going to go for Inverness. I'm going to, yeah, yeah, I'm going to go for Billy Dodge's guys at home. Definitely momentum there. Two-one um, to Inverness. Okay, Stephen, what do you feel? Desperate for Dundee to de- derail them a wee bit. They're, yeah, they're absolutely course. flying. Yeah. So, uh, but actually, th- I agree with Mark. I think Inverness win that. And down at the tail of the bank, Morton against Wraith Rovers. Stephen, yeah, you... Morton home in. Going to be Morton. What do you think, Mark? Yes, Morton home win. One 0 Yeah, and your own game. You've got a derby, haven't you, on Saturday? Yeah, Alawa, so uh, potentially we've, I mean, we've played them four times already. Um, if we play them in the playoffs again, it'll be up to seven, which isn't ideal. Um, but we go there again for the third time and they always make it difficult for us. Mm. But we need to we need to win the game to help secure second place. Mm. Mark? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, you know, you, you look at the management team at Falkirk with John McGlynn. Yeah. You look at uh, Alawa, we've got a top manager in Brian Rice, you Oops, know, a very, yeah. very talented coach, Ken, big Kenny Brannigan alongside them yeah I'm absolutely sitting in the fence 1-1 one, one. <laughs> <laughs> and why not with the captain uh, sitting next to you Mark Guidi 
and Stephen McGinn after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Choose and reserve your next used car online today for a fully refundable £99. Let's go! Tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be here with Andy Walker, so old firm double act. Mark, you'll be back on Monday, yeah? As well, or early next weekend, you'll be with us for sure. Yeah, and uh, Stephen back next week as well. But you've got the big game this weekend, so so much to look forward to this weekend. But we start with Celtic Motherwell um, at three o'clock on Saturday. We'll come back to Hearts Ross County, but it's the Glasgow station. Let's go to the champions and champions elect Celtic against Motherwell. Mark, what are you thinking? Is it going to make many changes? Obviously, Hatati's been out, Um, yeah, he won't. I, I can't see. Hitati um, being involved, Paul. I mean, Hitati strikes with Hitati. Yeah, just that natural fitness level that we'll have anyway. If he's ready for, for the game against Rangers the following week, then he'll, he'll play. So, no, I don't think Hitati would be involved um, on Saturday. Cameron Carter Vickers, one or two yeah. stories um, doing the rounds um, about him. I don't think he'd be risked. Look, the manager won't take any risks. You know, there's a big enough squad there. Uh, and I don't mean there that you know it's a series downgrade and anything, but you know you, you can go and play David Turnbull, you can go and play Haksabanovic. So you look at the central defensive partnership um, last week with Kobayashi. You can play um, Awata. You know there's you can bring in uh, Bernabai. Yeah. There's loads of different options. That's why they carry such a big, strong um, squad. And regardless of the starting eleven, uh, as in Saturday. Uh, with a great suspect in Motherwell who have really turned it around a credit to, to Stuart Kettlewell and anti-Stevie Frail who he brought in to, to his backroom staff um, you know yeah. they, they'll make a game of it but Celtic will win Paul. Mm-hmm. Let's hear what the manager said at the weekend after Celtic's scintillating what 27 minutes Stephen you said earlier on uh, the win at Kilmarnock Outstanding yeah, first half the boys were, uh, were brilliant I thought their football they uh, yeah, our attitude, our intent. Um, you know, it's a big game last week, so you're kind of looking for to make sure the boys are still focused. And it was outstanding. Second half got a bit sloppy. Um, never really got into any sort of rhythm. A lot of stop starts. Um, but overall, you know, knowing the challenge that was there before us today, um, a great job. Great job, he said, and a bit more about the game. I mentioned before the game, I thought we needed some energy and, and the guys coming in, I thought, gave us that. And, and just the whole group in general really sort of, you know, came out and... Um, you know, with a real intent, you know, as I said, big game last week. There's always the danger that, you know, um, after having such a big win, that maybe the boys uh, are not right at it. But um, yeah, we just got a little bit sloppy with some of our passing and some of our movement. Um, and you know, it's again, it's a timely reminder to us. Um, you know, we could still could have scored goals, but we weren't anywhere near as fluent. But yeah, again, the boys stuck strong in there and, and did what they had to do. Stephen, what are you thinking of uh, how Celtic will look this weekend? Last game before the cup semi-final. Yeah, well, I, I mean, the big story broke about Carter Vickers mm. potentially going for an operation. Yeah. I, I think that's quite a standard thing. Um, the wear and tear of playing all these games, you might have had a niggling issue of these. If Celtic beat Rangers in the semi-final, they've already won the league. They're as good as won the league. Yeah. You, you can get these minor keyhole in, uh, operations that you can back in a couple of weeks. So maybe a simple... I expect Carter Vickers to play this weekend mm. with a view to being fit for... Uh, ready to start next weekend I'm not sure the issue with Rio Hatate, mm, yeah. but what I would say is Matt O'Reilly looked back to his best um, last week a double it's one thing has been lacking from his games come to Celtic his goals and I think uh, Tomoki Iwata looks real real top player I think uh, it's going to get to a stage where he's going to be hard to keep out the Celtic team Mark what do you feel? Yeah I like Iwata yeah. Yeah. Paul I like the look of him He's player of the year wasn't he? 
in Japan he was yeah. Yeah. and again I, I don't know Stephen, what was it exactly three, two million two yeah, and a half or something million. like that you know and you think yeah. you know, the value I mean genuinely you take a wee step back and you sit and not just rolls off the tongue but you just take a wee step back to write them all down I mean I've got Kyogo Hitate Maeda and Awata the four of them for less than 10 million quid it's absolutely sensational business if you had to sell the four of them this summer <laughs> what would of you course. get <laughs> so it's incredible business for the manager Kobe Ashi also I mean he looks yeah. so good in the ball he, mm-hmm. he almost looked like a centre midfielder playing at the back how mm-hmm. comfortable he was in the ball and they obviously tried to ruffle him up see if he fancied it and I mean that was real, two real physical players mm-hmm. in our league Vassell and, and Doidge and I thought he stood up to it and I thought he, real, real top talent on the ball Matt O'Reilly you mentioned him Stephen I said last night he was sitting where you are just now Mark I said to Peter Grant uh, Matt O'Reilly is he back and he said he was never away so he made a yeah. good point but yeah. uh, what do you feel on Matt O'Reilly is it how do you feel he's now he's now doing yeah he's he's back in it you know there, there was just a, there was that wee dip uh, of injury he had in Moy yeah. Matt O'Reilly you know has seized um, that opportunity um, I, I remember saying in the summer Paul that I thought Matt O'Reilly would emerge as Celtic's biggest asset in terms of market value um, it's not quite worked out that way um, but um, he's, he's been brilliant yeah, yeah listen he's still what 22 or something yeah. like that you know again 1.5 million for MK Dons and maybe it's not a surprise really that, you know, oh, of course you because we, we forget you see Matt Arena he's yeah. mature he's confident he, 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 you know, he starts off with a right bang but you forget he's still a kid <laughs> he's 22 yeah. so there's going to be the stages where he drops off there's going to be stages where he might be a wee bit tired just because of the intensity not only on a Saturday but day to day Celtic's training so he takes that with but when you see that happening it just get, makes me respect even more somebody like Callum McGregor for what yeah. he does week in week out I think football so current you, you remember the last few weeks I mean Hatate since the World Cup is, has been unbelievable before the World Cup in Callum McGregor's absence in the 8 or 9 games mm. Celtic had without Callum McGregor Matt Riley was Celtic's best midfielder Matt Riley still had a really good season I think by the standards he'd set since January last year and the first half of the season yes he had a drop off but as Mark said he's 1.5 million from MK Dons he isn't going to come in and be a 9 out of 10 every week What about Jürgen Klinsmann? Not at Celtic obviously watching a Celtic player at the weekend yeah. great to see him there oh, wasn't it? we touched on, on Monday you remember him Stephen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was there to see O. That was a tough one, I guess, for O. What did you feel? He didn't see too much of him. He'd one great chance, just missed. I always feel sorry for players coming on in that type of game. Uh, when it's yeah. job done, sure. the Four boys have been playing have dropped off. The games, Kamarnaker are out in the second half to make it really difficult, not the score to drum up, and they're coming on to try and make an impact. So, especially with Jurgen Klinsmann there, he's got to have been aware that him and his assistant are there. and he was desperate to impress and I thought he was too, too he was trying too hard to impress to be honest what do you make of him Stephen though I oh. think he I think he's had a solid start mm. I, I don't think he's ready to replace well I mean Kyle goes in such scintillant form that yeah. I mean you'd have to be a hell of a striker to replace yeah. him anyway but I think he showed that he's got the strength power pace I mean the touch he took up at Ross County I mean there's there's a lot of potential there I think there's there's a lot to work with for, for Hans Postacoglu Mark a good replacement for Gikamakis Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as good as yeah, yeah. Listen, he, he brings something to the table. There's no doubt. And again, I don't know, one and a half, two million quid. That he'll be good, um, really good value. I said that he's young. So what was what had happened with Yakimakis was he couldn't get the amount of minutes that he wanted. Yeah. And he's at that age at 28. He's like, I don't want to be sitting on the bench. Which is quite right, regardless of what I'm earning, what we're winning. I want to be playing every week. So he's at that age, and you know that was a frustration. That's why Celtic decided to move on. They've replaced him with a kid who's willing to learn, who's willing to accept that you're second fiddle to Kyogo. So it works out very, very well 
for all parties. So yes, he's a he's an excellent um, backup to Kyogo, and he brings something different. So if you need to change the game, and, and not necessarily bring it on all for Kyogo, but keeping Kyogo on the pitch. O gives you something different there's just something about him I really really like Who's winning then this weekend Stephen is it the top scorer Kyogo or Van Veen top scorer at Motherwell I know your brother's playing Yeah I mean so. um, I wouldn't mind Motherwell getting a point or three to uh, help boost their survival chances but I really don't see it so I've gone for 3-1 to Motherwell What would your granddad say What your grandfather say to that the former Celtic chairman that you uh, no you think it'll be 3-1 Celtic. Celtic Okay and Mark you said 2-0 uh, Celtic 2-0 Celtic We'll come to the Rangers game in a moment or two What about Harts Ross County in the last five minutes Ooh, Yeah it's, really it's, a, it's an important yeah. one for Stephen Naismith uh, big crowd at Hearts his first home game as manager the, 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 the Hearts fans will be turning up there expecting to see something expecting a performance expecting to be entertained and expecting three points but they come up against a a, a really organised Ross County who are absolutely desperate for points um, they're getting to that stage where they can't afford not to be getting points and Stephen knows Malky a lot uh, better than me yeah. he, was, he was his manager so I wouldn't be surprised to see Ross County nicking a point and getting a 1-1 Oof, wow yeah what do you think, Stephen? I think it's an absolutely must win for Hearts. Um, I know Stephen Naismith uh, came out and said that third isn't the be-all and end-all for Hearts. I disagreed strongly sure. with that. I, th- I think that is, especially, as I said, with these six games in Europe, guaranteed games. And with the five-point gap, obviously Aberdeen are playing Rangers this weekend. They'll be looking for Rangers to do them a turn. But getting into that split with a five-point deficit would be a disaster, to be honest. When you think you've still sure. got to play Celtic and Rangers... Um, so I think it's a must win and for that reason I know it's important for County but for that reason I think Hearts will win it 2-1 OK Dundee United against Livingston Stephen who do you think is going to win this one United desperate to stay in the top league I've gone for Livingston right. I, think, yeah. I think Livingston yeah. Livingston a win can take okay. them into the top six um, I, th- I just think they're a better team I think they'll win 2-0 Mark what do you reckon well, interesting call from Stephen um, yeah watched Livingston uh, last week very competent um, Big Nubly is good and solid as I said Stephen Bradley but you, you know, don't forget United have had back-to-back wins mm-hmm. um, at Holtby Hibs and away to Motherwell I think that'll be a battling draw I'm going to go a 2-2 at Two-two, so which wouldn't be good news for Levy to try and get top it was, means they've been the bottom so what do you make of Mark then St Johnson against Hibs what's going to happen because Hibs yeah. just in the top six at the moment yeah so Lee Johnston and his players will be full of confidence in the back of the, the Derby one what a, what a really good goal from Kevin Nisbet mm-hmm. uh, really was very yeah. impressed um, with that um, St Johnston um, I think six without a win or, or whatever it is yeah. Steve McLean's first game in charge were looking for a, for a bounce Um I think St Johnston could could win that one 0 Wow, that would be a good one for the Saints. Stephen, would you reckon there at Perth? Well, I watched I watched the celebrations from the Hibs players and staff last week. Yeah, um, obviously big celebrations. The sunshine and leaf look brilliant, but that's got to be the start. That mm-hmm. can't be can't be. Oh, we beat Hearts, pat in the back. They've got to build on that. They've got to get into the top six, mm-hmm. um, and they've got to go to St Johnston this weekend and win because I think. Well, I've not said my St Mirren one, but I think St Mirren and Livingston both win. So I think Hibs are going to need to win. But with Stephen McLean coming in and a reset button amongst the okay. Johnson squad, I think they'll be really hard to beat. I've gone for 1-1. One, one. Gone for 1-1. One, one. And St Mirren, Kilmarnock, what's going to happen? Your I old think, team's going to win. I think, <laughs> Which one? I think he'll be texting Tony Fitzpatrick at quarter past five, so I think St Mirren will win one now. 
Mark, what do you reckon? Yeah, come on, that's away form's not been good. St Mirren, you know, on a good run, even though they lost to Ibrox, they performed really, really well. Won at Tynecastle the previous week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go for a 1-0 St Mirren victory. And Sunday, big game, 4.30, Aberdeen against Rangers. Um, yeah, Rangers fans would have been hoping this was to do with the title, but uh, it's not, but... Uh. I just got a cracker, Paul, and, and you know, thankfully I've got Sky, so we want to watch that one. I don't need Stephen's password for that. Um, I can't wait for that half four. Brilliant! I think that's going to be back to the days where that was a ninety minutes that we're going to be talking about. By the way, for, for the right reason, it'll be an edge to it. But you know, footballing teams and whoever wins the game is going to have to are going to have to ten and eleven on song. Um, Rangers saw so, and Aberdeen. Oh. I'm going to go for a 2-2 at Pataudry. Really? You're going yeah. for the draw? Mayofsky yeah. maybe? Is it, um, it's a well, so many, there's, there's, yeah. you know, there's so many good play. players yeah. in both teams. Um, I think it'll be yeah. really open. Fans in the stadium, viewers watching it yeah. on TV. I think they're in for a treat. <laughs> Stephen, share it with the listeners. I'm just uh, showing just, Paul, yeah. so I'm not copying yeah, Mark. No. I think it'll be two-two as well. It's 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 a it's a brilliant game. It's a brilliant mm. fixture. Um, I know Sean phoned in earlier, but games not been on yeah. TV. This is a must-have on TV. The last one was brilliant. Obviously, Rangers scored the, the two late goals to win three-two. I thought Aberdeen were better on the night, but Rangers found a way to win. Uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it was a score draw score draw and we just don't know who will be playing for Rangers because they're getting ready now for the cup semi-final which That's is right. it's all or nothing for Rangers isn't it a week on Sunday yeah I mean yeah. I think we could, we could probably pick you know six or seven of the starters depends what Michael we want to do if there's one or two niggles but what he's got he's he will be mindful of getting the balance between yeah, yeah obviously one eye on, on a week on Sunday at Hamden but also they want to get into the back of that they need a good performance they want to give me that momentum he was critical of some of the players and the team even though they won 5-2 on Sunday so he'll be making a big ask of them. He won't be saying, listen guys, I'm not too bothered about today, it's all about next Sunday. No, it's all about having a performance, getting a result, they'll need to battle, they'll need to fight, they'll need to produce moments of quality so that they go into Sunday's game um, feeling good about themselves. Mark, thanks so much. Thanks Paul. See you next week. Stephen, good luck this weekend against Alloa. Thanks Paul. And the countdown on to the Cup semi-finals. Thanks to Stephen again and to Mark Guidi. Barry's here tomorrow night as we mentioned with Andy Walker. Those two will be on from five coming up after the news. It's going to be Jokal Day. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.